Nine Podcasts. I'm Elise. And I'm Tom. As Oscar Wilde once said, Ultimately, the bond of all companionship, whether in marriage or in friendship, is conversation. Welcome to our husband-wife podcast, The Elliot Exchange. Thanks for listening. Now, Tom, we were talking about you making sneaky purchases you forgot about and one arrived today. What is this? Well, I I was initially excited because it's from Amazon, (laughs) which could mean anything, I suppose. And what it is, it's two necklaces. Oh, you're getting a bit hip in your old age. So I bought them for our daughter, but I've already bought them, so I've bought them twice now. Why did you buy them twice? Well, I didn't mean to. I think I'd... (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. You had a few, as you said, Jermaine so Greer and bought them twice. And clearly, you know, because she's good at losing things, now she can. <laughs> she I don't know whether to tell her about it or not. No, save them. Save them. Yes. And then say, look, Daddy's found it. Yeah, like and you get some that, brownie points. There's that Toyota ad where the mother, you know, the little girl goes, where's Bun Bun? Yeah. And they and they go everywhere, they drive everywhere, and then, and then the, you know, and they've like they're two or three hours out of their sort of journey. Yeah, it's in and then her her mother handbag. looks in her bag and goes, oh, so she tosses the bunny in a bush where her okay. husband could find it. Look, look what Daddy's found. Yes! You're welcome, sweetheart. We had Miffy. We've lost Miffy a few times. So remember, we bought quite a few, and I had one in the glove box, one at Mum's house, one in a cupboard. But now they don't make Miffy anymore. No, there was don't. one left in Nigeria. Cost Remember 200 that? US dollars. <laughs> it's like, no, no, we're not buying that. Now, we had quite a few emails this week. Sue has said, I need some advice. My partner never hangs his clothes up and it's driving me crazy. I'm the complete opposite and I can't stand anything out of place and always hang my clothes up. How can I change him? I'm desperate. Any suggestions from Sue? Well, get a new partner is the obvious answer, but um, <laughs> failing that, have we, I mean, nagging him, do you think? Or Well, I think now's the time to come clean, Tom. What? There are three of us in this marriage. Who's the third? You, me. And the mysterious black and sock. one black sock, <laughs> which is threatening to derail our marriage. Tom, you are obsessed about black socks. I lose a lot of black socks. Well, to be fair, it's not just black socks. It's any. I mean, it doesn't matter what colour they are. I just, I can't stand I know, seeing. But they, they, you know that saying, it all comes out in the wash. It applies to these, right? They all come out in the wash. At the end of the day, they all, you find okay, them. Well, however, can I just however. tell you something? I'm going to be, I'm going to come clean about something. I have, if I've lost one of your socks, I actually hide the other one. Right. Until, until the first one is found. <laughs> How do you feel? Are you sort of... Well, see, to me, it's there. not so much the sock itself because the socks oh, I wear, God. you can buy like five pairs for eight dollars at Kmart, mm-hmm. so they're not actually all that expensive. It's more that the order, the order has broken down. <laughs> yes. So you suffer from a thing called ataxophobia, which is a fear right. of untidiness, okay. and it's becoming very extreme. Well, well, what do we say to Sue, who fears the same thing? So her partner. Could be a man, could be a woman. Uh, oh, no, his clothes up. Well, that doesn't mean anything these mm-hmm. days. Um, but she doesn't like the fact that her partner's clothes are, are on the floor rather yeah, than in the, the floor drobe, so The floor drobe. What, what do we say to Sue? Well, I Hide think... Hide them. <laughs> no. Oh, look, I, I, fortunately, you and I are both quite neat. So we're kind of on the same page. I think Sue has to say no to the floor drobe. There's no yeah. excuse for clothes on the floor. There's not. It's just, it's just rouge. I think she also has to accept that partners differ a little bit. I mean, maybe Sue's not quite as good at 
cleaning the gutters as her maybe, partner? Maybe. Who I, knows? I'd, I'd still be – I'd either hide his clothes and then say, well, if you put them away, you'd be able to find them when you needed them, which uh-huh. I'm guilty of saying, uh-huh. or find someone new. All right. Now, that- we also have an email from Ron. Yes. Ron says, I want to know what you and me, Tom, uh, wanted so much when you were a teenager but couldn't afford or weren't allowed to have. Uh, Ron says his was a, a dirt bike. He calls it a scrambler. What about you, Elise? Was there something you wanted yeah, but couldn't so have? Yeah, so I so wanted the um, girly bike with the, you know, the tassels on the handlebars, the basket in pink. And, and my parents didn't buy me that, but they gave me my brother's hand-me-down orange dragster. You know, with the big, yeah. with the gears in the yeah. middle. And, you know, That's it cool. wasn't quite the same. No. Hand-me-down, it was a boy's bike. It was a bit 70s and tough. I never really recovered from that. So that, and I always wanted the white roller skates with the red wheels. Didn't get them. Yeah, so you never got, well, I was. I got the ones that you clipped onto your runners. Yeah, that's You know, the, 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 the poor man's roller skate, yeah. which is just a recipe for breaking your leg, basically. There's actually, there's actually a version of ice skates like that too. <laughs> like um, just death trap. So, yeah. so I also had a dragster in the late 70s. Mm. Look it up if you don't know what it is. Mm. High handlebars. Think a pedal version of the chopper motorbikes and easy rider. But, of course, as, as the 80s turned over, BMX, bicycle, motocross became the big thing. And I desperately wanted a BMX. And my parents just said, no, you've got a bike, you don't need another one. So I actually, which I think was quite clever, rebuilt my dragster into a not very good BMX. And then, of course, when I took it over a jump, the whole thing fell apart. <laughs> Mid-air? No, when it landed. Oh, even worse. Right, it's not the speed that kills you, it's the sudden stop. Um, and, uh, and then eventually I did get my BMX because the other bike I destroyed. I also wanted, uh, it was the dawn of, of computer games. Yes. And I wanted an Atari game console. Did you never get the Atari? No, no, we did eventually. Yeah, it was I two thought years you'd later. have the Atari. You struck me as a sort of kid that would have Atari. And there was a boy at school, um, Adrian Knox. Good afternoon, Adrian, if you're listening. Um, he had a digital watch with a calculator on oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's just the height and, of And we looked modern. at that and thought, imagine you're in maths and the teacher <laughs> says, what's two plus two? And you go, oh, two plus two <laughs> on your wrist equals. Yeah. And there's the answer. Yeah. Oh, no. And it was like the stuff of science fiction. Anyway, I didn't get one of those. I, I, there's always fashion I hankered for and I never got. I really wanted a chambray shirt. Never got one of those. Yeah. Uh, leg warmers over jeans. Yeah. Probably best left behind. <laughs> so maybe we were lucky. Maybe our parents were ahead of their time and realised that we didn't need those things because they would date us badly. Thank you, Sue and Ron, for those ace emails. And you can send your emails and audio messages to elliotexchange at nine.com.au. Tom, I saw you secretly flexing in the mirror this morning. Well, it wasn't a secret. I had, the, I, had the, I had the window open so the people in the street could see it too. Um, so I know you're, you're body conscious mm. of your body beautiful. Do you think there's a pressure on men to have the body beautiful like never before? Oh, there is. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, my training group, we call ourselves the chisel zone, is, is fairly harsh when it comes to people's bodies. So, I, you know, I feel pressure from them. 
And I noticed that young men now, at least, are, are having surgery and they're having like implants in their mm. calves. Bit of an increase in roid usage. Botox, steroids, hair mm. extensions. So, yeah, yeah I, I think men are under the same pressure as women these days. I think a lot of it is because of how men are depicted in films like Thor, Superman, Magic Mike, Wolverine. Mm. I mean, these blokes are pumped and they've become the new pinups, haven't they? And, and the problem is with Hugh Jackperson, as I call him, is that he he's 54 and, and he just – he trains for like three months or six months yeah, to get into yeah. shape for Wolverine. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that he can do it, you sort of look yeah, at it and think, wow. if he's doing it. You can't it, be I mean, ageist about it. You've got to go, you know too. And he's a big spunk and so, he's really nice. So in the, in the early 80s, I went around to a friend's house and they had the, the book that changed my life. It was called Arnold, The Education of a Bodybuilder, unsurprisingly about Arnold Schwarzenegger. The most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump. It feels fantastic. And I looked at all the pictures and the training routines yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I started going to the gym because that I thought... it really changed well, you. Well, not in the way that it changed Arnold, mm. but it gave me the idea that at least it was possible. Yeah. What about the dad? What is a dad bod? Well, a dad bod is what 80% of men have. So it's sort of skinny arms, skinny legs and a bit of a pot. Yeah. A bit basically. like E.T. Elliot. What? Elliot. 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 Well... Yes, and on some people. It, it can be men who were athletic in their youth and have just let quietly let themselves go. For example, in the movie Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, yeah, yeah. there's the – Seminal film. Seminal film set in the 90s, harks back to the 80s. And they're watching – You know, remember in the 80s scenes, they're watching the, the quarterback, he's got his shirt yeah, off yeah, and he's yeah. all <laughs> lean. And, and then they go to the reunion and <laughs> he has too much to drink and he's being sick in the garden oh, afterwards. No, isn't it fabulous when reunions end up uh, like that? And he's got a gut. And anyway, that, that he, he has developed into a dad bod. Right, so when you're six packs of one pack, that's Bren a dad bod. Brendan Fraser is another example. No, he did that for the movie. No, but he, even without the, the fat whale. suit, he's like a third of the way there. Oh, but poor guy. I mean, that that's that's called method acting, Tom. It is. Um, so you're yeah, you're in good shape still. What drives you? Well, well, I see myself as a bit like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not 24. In that I have a younger, very good-looking <laughs> wife, and obviously, you know, that acts as an incentive for me. Although I must say, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't seem to bother too much these days. Oh no, I know. Sometimes men shouldn't take their shirt off, like Elon Musk. Wasn't that yes. just distressing? But um, do you know with Elon Musk, he's, he's got a brother, I think in South Africa, and the, the dad was interviewed, and when asked which of his sons was the most successful, one of them being, you know, at the time the richest man on earth, he named the brother as being I the know. more successful Maybe of his to, sons. You know, it's like you've got to look <laughs> after the little runts of the litter. Maybe he was just <laughs> trying to look after, look after the little one. So may you keep pumping iron. I think you've got to be like the shark. You know, sharks, they, if they stop moving, they die. Right. Elliot, Elliot. Tom, the Grammys were just on, and this is really a celebration of, of wonderful music in many ways. I know you love your music, but you're horribly, terribly dated. So do you have any idea of, of any of the modern pop R&B, rap artists? In those categories, no. But I, I did watch a bit of it and it was the, well, if I say possibly hip-hop, maybe rap, you know, anyway. And it was a bunch of money black men. Some of them had their shirts off and looked more like a bodybuilding contest mm -hmm. except they were wearing big gold chains and yeah. things. But I turned the sound up 
And it, it, I don't really, I wouldn't describe it as music, oh. I have to say. It's <laughs> so dope. Do you know who Kim Petras is? Mm, daddy, daddy, if you want to drop the attic, give me love, give me Fendi, my Balenciaga. No. Although so, there was a general in the uh, Gulf War who was, I think, General David Petrus right, or Petraeus. So the first transgender woman to win a Grammy. So right. she did a song called Unholy with Sam Smith. Do you know who Sam Smith is? Well, I used to know a guy called Sam oh Smith. I, I suspect Tom. it's probably not him. <laughs> this is really bad. Now, you, you know... He's, I know, he's non-binary. Is that right? Yeah, good point. There good you go. All right. They... They... Is... Because <laughs> there's more than one of him. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, come on. Spirit medium, old rap brother. We headed there now. Are you strapped, brother? Best, I, I have heard rap, of Kendrick Lamar. I, I quite like the name Kendrick, I must say. And you know Lizzo, surely. No. Are you kidding me? No. See, this is just remiss. I think having. A, a teenage daughter means you need to know who Lizzo is. But the good thing is our teenage daughter mainly listens to the things that I listen because to. Because you enforce it at home. <laughs> it's like a sort of dictatorship on the music front. Look, I, I read a study recently which says that by the time you get to your mid-30s, you, you, your music mind is essentially full. That, that is, you, oh, you, you... Oh, that's just and, and, pathetic. And whatever, to... whatever you listen to by early 20s to early 30s, that will always stick in your mind as being the best music. And you'll refuse, and it's it's this is you know like it's a medical condition. <laughs> you'll you'll refuse to listen or appreciate any music after that time. And, but, I, and I would say that's what I'm. I, that's true in my case. That would be like us in the nineties, and someone saying, you know, really, you've got to listen to the Beatles. They're great. I mean, the Beatles were great. Bread, bread, cream, America, America. Some yeah. <laughs> great, all good bands, bands. <laughs> and you know them all. So I think, look, part of part of being a good parent is having open ears to modern music. And I think you would do yourself a service to, to – I might make you a little compilation this week and we'll test you next Great. week. Well, I did I, – I, I watched two minutes of the Grammys yesterday and I listened to about 30 seconds and, frankly, that was enough. Baby, I'm a want you. Who Baby, I'm a need you. Bread. Oh, it's bread, yeah. <laughs> I thought there might be a new version of it. That's why you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's doing the rap song. Right. <laughs> The D word, defection, is the word of the week with Lydia Thorpe. Defecting. You know, this troubled me a little bit. I I love that she's outspoken. It's a very bold time to make statements like this. But if you elected her because she was a Green and now she no longer is one, Mm. I can see how voters would be frustrated. I think if you were elected in on a party platform, you should be true to that. I really do. Yeah, I think she's a complete and utter traitor. I mean, you know, the Greens must be thinking to themselves, what have we done here? We, we gave her, like, one of the two top spots on our Senate ticket and now she's walked off and, you know, is doing something else. She wants to argue in favour of black sovereignty, which is fine. But, I mean, you know, tell people that before the election, mm-hmm. not after. And there's a weird thing in Australia. So if, you, if you're a senator and you die in office, the party that you stood for can replace you with someone else and yet... If, like Lydia Thorpe, who was a Green and is now something else, you, you, you just decide you want to change sides, you, you, you get to keep your seat. And she keeps hers for another five years. Mm. I think it's utterly terrible. But, of course, it's not the first time this has happened to Lise. No, and I, when I was in Canberra as a political reporter, in a stunning political coup, 
Cheryl Kernow, the leader of the Democrats, defected to the Labor Party. And what made this triply outrageous was she'd called them the bastards, keep the bastards honest. And that was her whole platform to sort of keep the Labor Party honest. Secondly, she was getting a bit hot and, you know, what, with... Gareth Andrews. Gareth, Gareth Evans. Evans. Can I tell you, when we went to cover that press conference, because it was a bit strange, I came to that press conference from a different part of Parliament House and I was just a young reporter and I saw Cheryl Kernow holding hands with Gareth Evans and I remember telling my boss, he's going, no way. And I'm going, I swear. And they were having, they were having an affair as well, which makes it even... More outrageous. Yeah, and she went to his side. But I mean, look, it's, I mean, defections are terrible. I remember a boy at school was ostracised because he barracked for, I can't remember who now, yeah. but he said, I'm changing to Hawthorne. Yeah. And we said, it no. actually was a very smart move on his part because yeah. <laughs> he saw about 68 premierships in the next decade. Yeah. But uh, that was you the can't 80s. Defect. So, what can you and can't you defect from? You cannot defect from a, a footy team. No. We tried because our family barracked for Swans because Dad grew up in South Melbourne, so we're old-school blood supporters. They defected to Sydney. That's right. They left That was outrageous. We felt left behind. We were going to defect to Hawthorne. But that was just un-Australian. It didn't feel right. No. So I don't think you should change footy teams. Even changing codes, there's a a group of people in Melbourne who – don't like the AFL, a small group. And, and when the Melbourne Storm, who play rugby league, started up, yeah. they, they sort of said, oh, we're going to support rugby league now. Mm. But, you know, it doesn't really take. Do you um, know, I get a bit upset when people defect states. You know, yes. there was that mass diaspora to sort of Queensland. Queensland, northern New South during Wales. During lockdown. And I felt, you traitors. A few of them came back, little tails between their legs, because this is a mighty state. But... Yeah, I don't. I think defecting states is a bit rank. Yeah, I mean, you know, part of modern day Australia and having a constitution that guarantees free trade means you are you are actually allowed to go and live in other states. I but know, I, but why, still... why would you want to go and live in Queensland? It's hot, and everybody just wears shorts the whole time, which is sort of what I do down here. But anyway, uh, yeah. But no, the, the changing football teams, the changing political parties. I think if it's. It's okay to vote for different parties, yeah. but when you represent one mm. and you put yourself up there yeah. and say, I stand for this, and yeah. then suddenly you say, oh, I've changed my mind. I, I think for a lot of politicians, they go in with lofty um, ideas of how they're going to change the world, and then they're, they're very controlled by a party, and it's very frustrating. We saw that with Peter Garrett as well. You know, I think he went in wanting to change the world and realised he was constrained. And I can see frustration where they feel perhaps changing parties or becoming independent will give them more more voice. What about Bernardi? He did that. Corey Bernardi, yeah, he became he went from being a Liberal Party to the Conservatives. We we used to have a guy here at three AW who, when the big bosses from Sydney would come down to just see, you know, what they'd invested in down here, and he, he'd make a little sort of right wing put on a little right-wing pantomime for the benefit. And he had a Corey Bernardi screensaver <laughs> and he had pictures of Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan. And they they they'd come down with their suits on and say, oh, hello, uh, Alan was his name. Uh, what are you doing? He goes, what do you think of my screensaver? I think Corey Bernardi is the, the man of tomorrow. What do you and- Oh, I still love Margaret Thatcher. Look at her over there. Look, Ronald Reagan, he, he brought down communism. Did you know that? And where, and where is Alan today? Well, Alan's retired now, but he was also very left-winged. Mm. But he just put on this right-wing pandemonium. <laughs> so he was sort of defected in a weird way. Yeah. I think you, what about defecting at the Olympics? I find this fascinating where people go and then they 
run away from their country. Yes. Every, every Commonwealth Games, half the team from Sierra Leone defects into whatever country the Commonwealth yeah, Games yeah, is yeah. being held in. Just disappear. And then four years later, they turn up wearing you know, green and gold or English <laughs> colours and they're weightlifting or running or whatever. Good for them. I think the Bible says, and I may be making it up because <laughs> I don't read it as often as I used to, to thine own self be true. All right, Elise, what have you learnt this week? Well, I'm just confirming that a black sock has come between us and you do not indeed have a dad bod. And Elise, I have learnt that your parents uh, actually saved you from some questionable fashion choices back <laughs> yes. in the 80s, yes. which included acid wash stretch jeans, leg warmers and clip-on roller skates. <laughs> Tap the follow or subscribe button on the Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to rate, review and share it with your friends. You can follow me, Elise Elliott underscore media on Instagram to keep up with everything happening on the Elliot Exchange. And don't forget, send us an email. Elliot Exchange at nine.com.au. Elliot. What? Elliot. Elliot.